2: and welcome to web crawlers the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries each week we will introduce our topic lay out our research and findings reveal some conspiracy theories and conclude with our own hypothesis i'm ali siegel
3: i'm melissa stettin and i producer maria
2: melissa who are our patrons for today
3: we've got foxtrot fanable real name I would assume Penelope yeah. and Tracy.
2: I wonder if Foxtrot Fannable is a huge fan of the Foxtrot dance and is a professional dancer.
3: Yeah. Um, or and, or yeah. they're a cannibal.
2: Yes, that <laughs> could also be it. Well, guys, welcome to the team. Thank you for joining us. Melissa. Yes. Great epitode to- topic today. <laughs>
3: <Whoa>. <laughs>
2: what is our epitode on?
3: Our episode today is on <laughs> Anna Delvey, aka Anna Sorokin, who is this Russian-born scam queen girl boss, yes, who posed as a wealthy German heiress in New York to con rich people, hotels and even banks out of money. How did she do it? Let's get, Let's into, get it. into it. Slay. Okay, so Anna Delvey was originally born Anna Sorokin on January 23rd, 1991 in Domo Didovo, which is a town south of Moscow. Her father worked as a truck driver. Her mom owned small convenience stores. Anna was later described by a Russian classmate as an excellent student and strong in character, but she could easily offend. So she was like, Smart and sassy is what I, what I gathered from that. Interesting. So then the family moved to Germany in 2007 when Anna was 16. And she graduated from high school, 2011. She worked as an intern at a PR company. And then she moved to Paris to have an internship at the French fashion magazine Purple. Oh. And at the time, she started calling herself Anna Delvey. But her parents are like, we don't know where that name came. Because some people thought it was her mother's maiden name, but her parents are like, we have no idea. She just kind of made that name up.
2: I wonder if there was like someone she met when she was little
3: with the last oh, name Delvey yeah. who she like really admired, or I some sort bet. Of actress. So then, during the summer of 2013, she traveled to New York City to go to Fashion Week, and she found it easier to make friends in New York than Paris. So she decided to just stay. And so she transferred to Purple's New York office from Paris. And then she quit Purple, her internship. She invented the idea of this thing called the Anna Delvey Foundation, Mm. which is like this private members club art foundation. And she like got this whole pitch together and proposed it to like super rich people who are like members of New York social scene. Including this guy named Abby Rosen, who's this like billionaire real estate tycoon? Because when she was in New York, she was like making friends with like just going to all these whole high-profile events, just like talking her way into like being famous.
2: She's a real firefest guy. What was that guy's name? Billy McFarland. Well, she Uh-oh. knew him. I was about to ask, like they seem like they she lived thieves.
3: with him for a few months. They didn't date. Holy. Yeah, they're
2: they're two. They're two peas in a pod.
3: Yeah, because was around the same time that he was doing the fire fest. Of oh, course, yeah. they knew of each course. other. Of, of course, of they course. Did.
2: every pot has a lid. Every lid has a pot.
3: <laughs> I've, I've never heard that before. Is that a, an
2: Ali Siegel <laughs>
1: exclusive?
2: Yeah, it's for the Ali Siegel Foundation. Wow. And if you okay. join, you'll get more inspirational quotes once a week. <laughs>
3: okay. Uh, so, through her connections, she befriended this guy named Gabriel Calatrava, who was the son of this like famous architect, Santiago. Ooh. So, his family had this real estate company and. She wanted to lease this 45,000 square foot historic church missions house, which was on Park Avenue and 22nd Street. So she like had all this like professional paperwork put together, had all this, these pitches for everything, just like talked her way into these meetings with people. What? She was like explaining this Anna Delvey foundation. She's like, the heart of the club would be a dynamic visual arts center with a rotating array of pop-up shops and the exhibitions and installations from artists like Damien Hirst, Jeff Koons, blah, blah, blah. Because at the time, like, she was everywhere in New York and she was always wearing really fancy clothing. Okay, so that makes more sense because
2: can I be a bitch for a second?
3: She looks like a peasant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you were bitchier than I am, but I was going to say she's not like a no. model. No, she's you know? not a model
3: by any means. She's very no. like, um, like dowdy. Basic.
2: She's dowdy. She's yes. like, you know, she's, um.
3: Yeah. She doesn't look like a New York socialite. She doesn't look like a, like, like a New York not like an Instagram model. No. So she, yeah, she would always wear expensive clothing. She said she was like this German heiress. So like no one knew they just believed her because, like, she was getting into all these, like, restaurants and VIP clubs. They're like, oh, yeah, she must be famous. Like, you can just talk your way into anyone believing anything. It's amazing. So she told people she was from Cologne, but her German accent wasn't very good. Her accent's mainly Russian, but she tried to put on this German accent. So then... She began meeting with like big names in the food and beverage world to talk about like this foundation. She met one of the founders of Nobu. Oh my God. <laughs> who did like a walkthrough of the building with her. And she was like, I want to have three restaurants in here. I want to have a juice bar. I want to have a German bakery. And everyone what? thought like her family was like prominent in Germany. And everyone's like, yeah, her family's famous in Germany. Like, I want to fund this project. Oh my God. So then in 2015, she met Michael Huang, who's an art collector, dinner party. And then Anna found out that he planned to attend the Venice Biennale Biennale, like this art fest. Mm. So Anna asked if she could come along with him. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he booked a flight and hotel room for Anna, like with the understanding that he would be reimbursed. Okay. He was like, yeah, she's this famous heiress of course i'll cover her room for her but when they returned to new york she conveniently forgot to pay him back like kept being like oh yeah 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 i'll pay you back Uh uh-oh and then just never did and so he just assumed like she forgot and then anna had this like huge birthday party at sadel's in new york in january 2016
2: if you have a huge birthday party and you're an adult you're automatically a psycho everyone should have been (laughs) onto it at that point then
3: yeah, throw in a giant birthday party for yourself. Yeah. Like a ton of famous rich people were there, but Anna used a fake credit card to pay for it. Like she put a credit card down. They're like, okay, yeah, great. Like we was know. Was it you. a Magnesis? No, it was not a Magne- <laughs> Magnesis. <Magnuses>? A Magnesis. <laughs> so she didn't pay her bill. It was like thousands and thousands of dollars for this huge party. And like the credit card was like a fake name, fake like contact information. And so the people at the restaurant knew this guy, Michael, who came to the party. They went to his Instagram to find him and saw Anna with him and like saw her Instagram. And they messaged him. They're like, hey, do you have this Anna girl's contact info? Because she didn't pay her bill. And at the time, Michael was like, oh, fuck, this girl's probably a con artist. Like, she's not paying me back. She didn't pay her restaurant bill. Yeah. He eventually was repaid. But it was from a Venmo account by an unfamiliar name. <laughs> like somehow she like Tinder swindler him. shit. Yeah. So Anna wasn't really having like a ton of success pitching this like Anna Delvey Foundation to investors. So she decided to get the money through quote unquote alternative means. Footstuff. What she did, she created fake bank statements that showed she had access to about sixty million dollars stored in Swiss bank accounts. And the craziest thing, she while she was at this like loan company, this guy like totally believed her. And he's like, well, we need to talk to your financial advisor just to confirm you have this money. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's his number. Or like, no, I'll have him call you. And he's like, okay, great. So this guy named like Peter something or whatever called this financial advisor and was like, and the voice sounded like a man. And it was like, hello, yes, I represent Anna Delvey. These are her accounts. I'm with so-and-so bank at blah, 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 blah. I can confirm. I'll fax over all the records. Turns out that was a voice changer that Anna was using. (laughs) Called him from this number that made it look like it was like in Switzerland. It was her pretending to be a man.
2: She's like, all the finances are All the finances are fine. Finances yeah, 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 are fine. fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Genius. So they're like, okay, great. Yeah, she has this money. Sure. One of Anna's friends had told her to get in contact with Jill Cohen, who's best known as the prosecutor of Jordan Belfort, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh,
2: snaps.
3: So he put her in touch with a guy named Andy she like became friends with these finance guys, like inviting them out to dinners and like just kind of wooing them after filling out these new client intake forms, which included checking boxes that confirm the client had the resources to pay. Like these people would would check the box like, yes, she has the resources to pay like these huge CEOs of these like financial institutions would like vouch for her. Jeez, like, yeah, yeah, she has all the money. So November 2016, she submitted all of these loans for $22 million to City National Bank with like all these financial institutions like backing her saying like, yeah, she has all the money, everything's good. But then City National Bank refused to give her the loan because she failed to give them bank statements confirming she had access to the money in the Swiss account. Like, they didn't believe the bank statements. Good. And she took them to another company, Fortress Investment Group. So then Fortress believed her, and they agreed to look at her application, and Anna had to pay $100,000 just to cover legal expenses for them to, like, look into this application. And she's like, well, I don't have that money. So she went back to City National Bank, convinced an employee to grant her this thing called a temporary overdraft facility for $100,000 on the promise that it would be repaid quickly. Like some random employee, she like talked him into giving her $100,000. Holy shit. So then she used that to send to Fortress to get her loan going. Fascinating. (laughs) So then a managing director at Fortress where she got the $100,000 from, like became suspicious of her application because of like all these discrepancies in her paperwork. She claimed to be of German heritage, but her passport showed her being born in Russia. And when the director arranged to verify her assets by meeting these bankers in Switzerland, she immediately withdrew the application because she doesn't Uh-oh. have, it's, it's all fake. She didn't have anything. Yeah. So then. The portion of this like $100,000 she didn't spend, they returned, but then she kept the other $50,000, which she spent on like clothes and hotels. So they just gave her like $50,000. She's like, I'm not repaying that.
2: This is insane. I can't even return a meal if it's wrong. I know. And this bitch is, is taking people's
3: money all around town. It's really something. All you need is confidence. I admire her confidence. I'm going to say I admire her. And she was only like 26, 27 at the time. Oh, to be young. Oh, to be young and confident. (laughs) Yeah. So then Anna checked into the 11 Howard Hotel in Soho in February 2017. And she was like tipping all the employees there, just like handing them $100 bills. So they all loved her after I think she was there for like a couple months. They, w- But she had a credit card down, but she was there for a couple months. I think what happened is they discovered that an employee who like checked her in or whatever, like never got an imprint of the actual credit card because like the, the machine was down that day or something, some weird fluke happened and like they just she just kept putting everything on her tab. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, just put it on my tab. And no one realized that there wasn't an actual credit card under oh, her name. Shit. she You just kept being like, oh, yeah, put it on my tab. Oh, fuck. And so she had racked up $30,000, like, from eating at the hotel restaurant to, like, staying at a hotel in New York and <laughs> like, the suite for, like, a couple months. And they, like, kept asking her, we need a credit card. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you one tomorrow. Just kept putting it off. And then she had... A bottle of nineteen seventy five Dom Perignon champagne delivered to the concierge desk <laughs> in attempt to like keep the staff on her side. But however the hotel policy prevented the staff from keeping the gift. Lame.
2: Interesting to know that you can't give a gift to the hotel concierge. That's actually very surprising.
3: Yeah, but you can tip them though. That yeah. seems like But yeah, while she was at this hotel, she made friends with this girl named Neff. She kept tipping her like $100, $100 here. They became like friends. In April se so eventually they kicked her out of the hotel. Oh They're like, you don't have a credit card. You don't have anything. We need to kick you out. They like took all her stuff, the stuff out of her room. And she like got booted out of the hotel. And then April 2017, she deposited $160,000 worth of fraudulent checks into a Citibank account, which she was able to retrieved $70,000 in cash before the checks cleared. What? Which is crazy. She then wired part of this money to pay the, hot- the hotel, Eleven Howard, to pay the outstanding bill. But she was still able to provide, not provide a credit card so the hotel evicted her. They're like, yeah, thanks for paying, but like you can't stay. We need a credit oh, you card. have to go. And this next month, She convinced Blade, this private jet company, to charter a flight to Omaha, Nebraska without paying the $35,000 fee up front. She was going to see Warren Buffett at an investors conference. (laughs) She sent Blade a forged wire transfer confirmation slip, supposedly from Deutsche Bank, as part of the scheme. They're like, yeah, yeah. And then she said she knew the CEO, Rob who she had like met at a party like a month prior. And she would call the, come to be like, oh yeah, I'm Rob's friend. I'll wire you the money later, but I need a private jet. And they're like, uh, okay. And like, they just believed her. And they were like, oh, are you going to pay? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll have my bank wire you the money. And like, no one ever did. And then she invited three friends to what she claimed was this all, expensive, all expenses paid vacation to Marrakesh, Morocco. So it was her trainer, I believe, and this other, like, friend of hers, Rachel. And they, so they go, they all fly to Morocco, like, first class. Like, it's all free. They stay at this, like, super expensive hotel. But, like, as soon as they got to the hotel, the staff there was like, um, your credit card isn't working. I'm so sorry. Can you get a different card? She's like, yeah, yeah. She would give them a piece of paper, that had credit card numbers and expiration dates on it. So she's like, just try one of these. Uh, and they're like,
2: <laughs> "Why?" I'd be like, okay, this bitch stole all this credit card information. Like, is that's insane.
3: Yeah. They're like, okay. And what? none of the credit cards kept going, kept or went through. So they kept coming back to her and being like, ma'am, we need a credit card or we're going to have to kick you out of this hotel immediately. And she was like, her excuse for not having money was that her dad was late on giving her her allowance or like he was mad at her. So he put a hold on her trust. Okay. So and she would like cry and be like, oh, my dad is mad at me. He he's holding my money right now. Like, that's what's happening. And so she was crying. And then Rachel, her friend who was with her, was like, you know, if you need a credit card to like, you know, just as a hold until, like, Anna's money goes through. Like, here, take my credit card. She's like, just awesome. use it as a hold. You know, oh, no. Anna's money is gonna go through eventually. And Anna was like, yeah, 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 great. So oh, they took no. this girl Rachel's card. And, oh, Rachel. of course, Anna's money never went through because she doesn't have any money. They ended up putting $60,000 on Rachel's Amex. Ah! That was... And Anna's like, I'll I'll send you the money back. I promise I'll wire it to you. That's like the time I went to Gelson's
2: and, try and got chopped mango, and I didn't check the price, and it turned out to be like $11 for a mango.
3: For one mango? Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> Why? So I know how Rachel feels. <laughs> was it good? It was fine. What the fuck? That's like Japanese prices when you go get like the crazy square yeah, fruit. A, a cantaloupe is like <laughs> it's really those, those fruits are really good that expensive fruit in japan they're selling those strawberries at gelson's now oh that's right yeah which strawberries oma o, no, oshi yeah like oshi something <laughs> o- i o- we'll, tell, we'll, we'll tell we'll tell you later <laughs> fancy strawberries fancy mm. strawberries okay yeah
2: <laughs> now let's take a quick break for announcements webcrawlers has a patreon to get access to rewards bonus episodes shout outs video episodes episodes a day early ad free episodes please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers you can donate as little as two dollars a month to become one of our bimbo patrons please rate and review us on apple podcast if you give us a five-star review we will shout you out also please give us a five-star rating on spotify erios has a hotline insert jingle here
1: Six two six six oh four six two six two
2: Guys, we are all caught up again.
3: Wow! Yeah, we are. Wow, we are. Wow, we are. Wow.
2: So y'all need to call with your three parters <laughs> apologizing. We will take five part voicemails. So please oh, call, call, call. Boy. Oh no!
3: <laughs> That's my a whole podcast episode.
2: <laughs> my challenge is who can leave the longest voicemail. <laughs> no. Longest no, voice Allie, the jo- oh, web brawler's no. longest voicemail challenge. Starts, no, well, like, starts it's today. Going
3: to be a, one whole podcast episode is going to be 40 minutes of a 10 part voicemail.
2: God, I can't wait. This is such a good idea I just had.
0: <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
1: Right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: Now, back to our program.
3: So, like, the rest of this Morocco trip, Rachel was using her credit card. She's like, yeah, 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 Anna will pay me back. My God. (laughs) She never paid her back. Spoiler, she never paid her back. So then when they got back from Morocco, Anna moved hotels. She went to the Beekman Hotel. Again, managed to book without leaving a credit card on file. What? I don't know
2: how she's doing this. Maybe her accent is so bad that no one can understand what she's saying. And they just want to get off the phone. And they're like, "Okay."
3: Somehow she's talking these people into like booking these hotels. I don't know what she's doing. So then three weeks into this hotel stay, she accumulated a bill of $11,000 and had not paid. And so the Beekman Hotel evicted her because she's not paying. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have a credit card. So then she moved to the Hotel W, New York Union Square. She attempted a similar scam, but she was only able to stay there for two days before she was kicked out. So then after that, she was homeless. She had no money, no access to money. None of her credit cards were working because they were all fake. She had no cash. This one night after she got kicked out, she went to her trainer's apartment, one of the girls who went on the Morocco trip with her. Oh, okay. She went there, like, called her from the outside and was like, hey, I'm near your building. Can we talk? And the trainer was in the middle of of a date. There was, like, a dude in her apartment, and she was like, She's like, no, not tonight. I'm busy. And then, like, Anna started crying and was like, I really need to talk to you. And the trainer's like, okay, fine. So she goes down to the lobby and, like, Anna's down there crying. And she's like, I'm trying to, like, do this thing and everything's so hard. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And then uh the trainer's like well can you call your family can you call like someone to like you must have money somewhere and she was like no my parents are in africa and she's like can i crash at your place tonight and the trainer's like no good like i have there's a guy up there i have a date the trainer's like walking back upstairs and anna's like well i just don't want to be left alone because like i might do something to myself oh boy and the trainer's like "Ugh." Like, well, I can't leave you alone now. The old suicide threat. Yep. So then Anna went upstairs and like went into the apartment, and the date the the trainer's date was like hiding in the bedroom. So like this trainer offered her some water, and she's like, "Do you have any Pellegrino?" (laughs)
2: <laughs> was, that's tight honestly i like that i think that's And there cool. was
3: one the trainer had one bottle of pellegrino left and she and then anna just grabbed the bottle started drinking from it and the trainer's like god damn it my last bottle of fucking pellegrino <laughs> that's sick. just like and when she what's funny is when she was coming back from morocco she had no money so like rachel had to book them plane uh, plane tickets and anna's like well can we like can we book first class this bitch <laughs> like didn't even want to like get a free plane ticket it was like well i mean i just i have to fly first class oh my god amazing after that these hotels the beekman the w hotels they pressed charges against anna for theft of services
2: wow
3: and also she was being investigated by the manhattan district attorney's office for bank fraud And so like she was kind of like caught in there. She was on the New York Post, like the front page. The headline was wannabe socialite busted for skipping out on pricey hotel bills.
2: Oh, shit.
3: And then this is you'll appreciate this. So to get back at the managers of the hotels, she bought domain names (laughs) of all the managers names. (laughs) Just their first and last names Just to buy them (laughs) That's pretty intense I know She claims (laughs) She learned this from Martin Shkreli Because they had met Like they had hung out a few times
2: You know what Justice for Anna I like this
3: girl (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty pretty awesome If she hadn't scammed Her friend who wasn't rich Yes yes, I'd be like that's cool yeah, but like once you're scamming your friends, like it's, a, it's rich people who gives a fuck banks, whatever,
2: right? But like
3: it's fucked up to scam that domain your you're name like,
2: thing, though. Is, I know that's pretty good. Imag- imagining her just like fuming on GoDaddy, spending like, twelve dollars to buy these domains,
3: <laughs> yeah. like her last money.
2: Be like bobjones.com
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And she lived with Billy McFarlane for a few months while he was funding the Firefest. That's so crazy. Uh, so then she was arrested, and a grand jury was convened in August 2017. They indicted her on two counts of attempted grand larceny in the first degree, three counts of grand larceny in the second degree um misdemeanor theft of services the most serious charge related to the fraudulent loan application made to city national bank and the forest investment group like her loan application for that 22 million dollars was like the most serious of all the offenses and then check fraud was one of them the incident in morocco as well was one of the charges And the theft of services was related to failure to pay the hotel and the restaurant bills. So all sorts of shit. Yeah. She was arrested October 3rd in a sting operation. At the time, she was actually at Passages Malibu, the addiction treatment facility. Was she like in treatment? I, I think so. Yeah, she went there for like... I don't exactly know. I tried to find it online, but there's not a lot of info on why she went there. Probably anonymity. Yeah. So Anna's former friend, Rachel, who paid for everything in Morocco, she was talking to the police officers. And so they're like, can you please set this up? Because we can't, they couldn't arrest her in the facility. She had to come out of the facility to be arrested. So Rachel's working with the police and was like, she set up a lunch meeting at a restaurant nearby so Anna would leave the facility. Oh, shit. And that's when the the officers arrested her. Fuck. Yeah. So she had this defense attorney named Todd, and he arranged for a professional stylist to get outfits for her court appearances. She said, it was very important that I dress appropriately for the trial, (laughs) Like, oh, that God. was her main concern. I was like, I need yeah. to get my hair done and my makeup for the trial. And then in response, the prosecutor said that Anna showed more concern for her attire than the emotions of those she hurt. Anna. Anna. Um, then on the Friday of the trial, Anna refused to enter the courtroom because she didn't want to appear in prison-issued clothing. And her civilian outfit for the day had not been pressed. <laughs> She's like, I don't look, can I like change my clothes? And the judge was like, the judge said, this is a trial. This is a defendant in a criminal case. I am sorry if her clothing is not up to her standards, but she's got to be here.
2: I'm wondering what mental illness this is, or like what... Narcissism? Is it narcissism? I mean, obviously we can't diagnose it, but this is, I mean, this is a disorder. This is disorder Something. This isn't, I mean, this isn't normal con behavior. No. This is like above and beyond
3: sociopathic it's crazy
2: it's weird
3: uh in anna's defense she claimed that she had been trying to pay back all the debts the lawyer attempted to describe her as an entrepreneur even compared her to frank sinatra claiming they both created a golden opportunity in new york (laughs) well that's what you get for having a lawyer named todd todd you're ridiculous So then April 2019, a jury found Anna guilty of eight charges. Uh, She was found not guilty of two other charges. One of attempted grand larceny relating to the loan application. And then one of larceny in the second degree relating to the theft of $62,000 from Rachel in Morocco. So she wasn't guilty on either of those. Jesus. She was given a sentence of four to 12 years in state prison. She was fined $24,000 in order to pay restitution of $199,000. So, like... She got lucky. Yeah. Uh, She was at Rikers during the trial. She ended up being released from prison after two years? Two years. February 2021.
2: That's now! No, it's not. No, it's not. It's It's 2022. Sorry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's today.
2: That's what?
3: (laughs) She was out for about a month. And then a month later, March 2021, she was taken back into custody by immigration for overstaying her visa. Mm. So as of April 2021, she was being held in a New Jersey County jail awaiting deportation to Germany. Why do you have to go
2: to a jail to await deportation? Can't can't you just be like, bye? Like, oh, I'm being deported. Bye. Well, she appealed it.
3: Oh, so it was like a whole process of like she wanted to stay, and like yet to it's 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 a whole thing. Bitch, get out of here. Get out of here. So as of mm-hmm. September 2021, she was still in prison. But then they made so this article came out about her. In New York Magazine, like a few years ago, fantastic article. Shonda, Shondaland, yeah. bought the rights to it and made it into a TV series. And Anna got paid $320,000. But she had to use 200000 of that to pay back what she owed. So she ended up making $100,000. But... I mean- that pisses There's me There's this though. law. Uh, the New York Attorney General's Office sued Anna using this thing called the Son of Sam law. My God. Which prohibits those convicted of a crime from profiting from its publicity.
2: Cool. That, I'm glad that's a law. Yeah.
3: They froze the rest of the money. She was owed like, what, $140,000 after she paid back all her victims. So they froze the money. And then City National Bank claimed hundred thousand dollars, and then Citibank claimed the other forty thousand that she Good. took from them. and so, and then Netflix agreed to send future payments to like an escrow account managed by her lawyer.
2: Why is Shonda desperate to give this woman money?
3: I don't know, because I, I mean, I'm assuming the woman who wrote the article, I'm assuming, got a shit ton of money. You know what?
2: I bet she didn't. I bet that she probably got fifty thousand dollars to buy the rights for her article, and like she got fucked over as writer. Because yeah, it
3: was Anna's life rights that she sold. So I don't, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So the that show is on Netflix, and
2: we have differing opinions on it.
3: Well, no, I, I, it's not good. I'm sorry, it's not good. It's so long. It's because it's such a good story. It's like the best scam story. And the show, like the first episode focuses on the journalist. Yeah. And it's like, who cares? Who gives a shit? We don't care about the journal. Like her trying to write the story. And it's like, we don't care. Someone tweeted that it would be like if the movie
2: Hustlers was told from Julia Stiles perspective.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. The woman who wrote that article wrote the Hustlers article that got turned into the movie.
2: No way. Yeah. That's probably why that woman tweeted that. And I had no I thought it was just clever.
3: No, that is. It is funny.
2: It's just um, it's hard to get through. I don't. They didn't hook me. I think it should have been a documentary. Why not make a documentary? I know. I really
3: want a documentary about it. Like, give me like an hour and a half documentary. This is like nine episodes that are like an hour long each. Yeah. Um, People are complaining about Julia Garner's accent. And like, I get it because it's... (laughs) she. Julia Garner went to write to prison to talk with Anna.
2: Oh, she went to the clink
3: went to the clink to talk to her to like and she that's that's anna's accent she's russian but she pretends to be german so it's accurate accent but it sounds you listen if you didn't know anna's accent you'll be like this is the worst accent (laughs) like what is happening
2: also it's just not exciting for a story that should be exciting and and interesting there's no and it also feels like it was made in 1990 like the way people yeah. are it, there's no realism to it. It, it like the way the characters talk it's just it, it's not how people talk in, yeah
3: it's there's something off about it it sucks because I'm a big Shonda Rhimes fan you oh, know yeah
2: we love Shonda We're we love Shonda Shonda heads
3: but um, Shonda heads but this one it's yeah it's I've I've watched I think like six episodes it does get I think it gets better when it focuses more on Anna and not the journalist yeah But it's still like, I wish there was just a short documentary about it.
2: I caved after 45 minutes, but maybe I'll try it it. again since you, since you kept doing
3: it. It's, it's long. Yeah. It (laughs) is long. long. (laughs) Yeah. That's what she said. But yeah, that's the story of she's still in prison, by the way, but her Instagram is active somehow. I'm not sure how. But like, I have a lot of mutual followers. (laughs) Oh, my God. You would, Melissa. I was like, who? Oh, like a bunch of people I know follow her. I'm like, yeah. So I followed her. I'm like, why not? Is it the Anna Delvey? Delvey.
2: Oh, my God. I have a lot of mutuals with her, too. But actually, I think it's just people who follow her. I don't think it's like mutuals. Yeah. She only follows 84 people.
3: But yeah. And um, Neff, the woman who worked at the hotel, who became her friend, is like still friends with her. And I think she like actually is working on inventing Anna the show. This
2: can't be her real. So, like, I don't th- is this her real profile?
3: Yeah, I think it is. Oh, I think it is because it starts like earlier
2: than 2015. Like, it starts.
3: Yeah, it has all her selfie- selfies that they used in the show on it. Wow. Yeah, pretty amazing. Wow. So if you want
2: to look at her Instagram, it's the Anna Delvey, and um, you can follow her journeys. A lot of pictures of like art, travel. There's a picture of a lobster dinner. <laughs> uh, there's several pictures of lobster dinners. She, she loves, she the loves a lobster. Things. She loves Pellegrino and lobster. That's one thing we know about our Anna. Yeah.
3: So, so um yeah. I wonder what's gonna happen if she's gonna get deported or what? I don't know. I don't know. This is this is crazy. Um,
2: if you have ever come into contact with Anna, or if you've ever been scammed by an Anna, or if you have <laughs> ever been a scammer, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. Oh my God. Kanye's girlfriend, Ka- Ka- Kanye, <gasps> she, oh no. Kanye's girlfriend, uh, wrote on, like, her last post, thank you for the birthday wishes I was recording when you called. What? What does that mean? Did she call from the slammer
3: to wish her a happy birthday? Wait, Julia Fox commented on Anna's...
2: Facebook, her last Instagram photo, the one where it says, insider erasing Anna from ICE detention, Anna Delvey talks about her new Netflix show in Life Behind Bars.
3: Oh, my God, Julia Fox. Thank (laughs) you for the B-Day. Huh? So
2: did she call from jail?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because Julia Fox is like a New York socialite girl.
2: How is she still standing by her side? Oh, my God. Uh. So someone wrote, girl, did they give you a phone in jail? (laughs) Everyone's wondering how she's still posting. She must. If you know how she's still posting from jail or if you're allowed to have a phone in jail. Well, Epstein, I mean, they let Epstein leave and stuff and like... Yeah, work. I wonder that if that Billy
3: McFarland guy or and Martin Scully, they were both like they had access to phones. Someone, he, that guy Billy, like rep- recorded a podcast or something. Yeah,
2: <laughs> in prison. <laughs> like, is prison I, fun? Who knows? Our, our next episode is prison fun and investigation. <laughs> is prison um, fun. Okay. Wow. So, it, and also, if someone if someone works in a prison and can explain this phone situation to us, we
3: would love yeah, that uh, as yeah, well. It must be they sneak them in. God in I mean, exchange the, for Snickers Julia Fox
2: and Anna Delvey being friends is is the biggest uh, if anything it's the biggest part of this whole thing um, <laughs> yeah, yes. all right well I am Ali sixty two thousand dollar bill at the Hotel Seagull.
3: I am Melissa thirty thousand dollar bill at the 11 Hotel in Soho Stetton and I'm producer Maria Scammer Blasucci
1: Cool. Bye. Bye. An Erio's original. Powered by Acast.